Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show, the first show of 2017. I'd just like to say Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. Hopefully, we'll be pretty regular throughout this year, but then you can't have everything, I guess. So, um, I suppose we'll get on the show. As you know, my name's Carl Mandler, and joining me this week, straight out of the gate, we have Mr. Alan Vickers back again. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm very well, Carl. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, sir. Get up to anything? Did you survive the night? Well, obviously you survived the night, but, you know, did you well, wake up in a puddle of your own vomit somewhere? No, I didn't. I was. Um, I watched Jules Holland, which is like an annual tradition now, even though it's the same show every year. And um, then I was asleep by little after midnight, really, woken by some fireworks, and then I was asleep again. So, very uneventful year. I'll tell you what, sir, you lasted longer than me. 10.30 I went to bed. It was pathetic. These 5am starts really mess up your body oh. clock. <laughs> Uh, also joining us this week to probably maybe have a little moan about Apple stuff. Who knows? Who knows? But also join us, Alex G. Fox. How are you, sir? I'm all right. <laughs> my uh, yeah, my my previous record goes before me, does it? It does. It, it sort of like announces your arrival. He is here. Yeah. All fear the fox. It's Apple fatwa. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, how was your New Year's Eve, sir? Yeah, it was great. I'm old. I was tired. I, I did watch a bit of George Holland. There was that girl from Paris. She was really good. And I oh, looked her Christine up. Christine of Queens. Yeah, I sort of looked her up on YouTube and listened to some of her stuff. I went, you know what? That's, I can't remember the last time I sort of just came across someone and I went, wow, that's yeah. new. That's good. That's actually really exciting. So there you I go. saw her at uh, Latitude this year, live in the, the BBC Six Music Tent. She was excellent. Was she eight foot six? No, she's tiny, and she had those same dancers with her. I think they are the queens, aren't they, I think? And they did the same the same kind of choreographed dances to every song, but it was a really brilliant concert. But yeah, she was interesting. She had stilts on, didn't she, on the... <laughs> yes, one. that's right. thing is, I, didn't, I couldn't figure it out at first, because I thought it was a really shiny stage, and I couldn't work out if it was just a reflection, because she had trousers right down to the floor. I was thinking, is that a reflection when she's really, really, looking. really, 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 really tall? <laughs> she was wearing stilts, but you know, one you know, you couldn't see they were stilts because they were just really, really, oh, okay. really long trousers. But she was really good. So anyone that wants to f- something new, it might not be new to people that aren't as old and degenerate as me. But yeah, she was very, very good. She's actually mentioned in the Apple Best of 2016 video that appeared on YouTube last night. The the track called Tilted is is in there for like a half a second. Excellent. So that means me and Apple agree on something. Yeah, wow. 2017 started off better than I thought it was. <laughs> Half a second. That'll be something like I can name that tune in four. Yes. Yeah. It's like a blip uh, for The whole video is like half second. Chop, 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 chop. Now, the first thing of Apple-related news I, just, I found this year is, for once, there was no reports about Apple's uh, alarms going wrong or so. Or, or was that... No, hang on. That was yeah. normally... At the daylight savings time, wasn't it? Normally that kicks in. Gee, yeah. oh, shut up, Carl. Did they cope with the leap second? Because some people didn't. I don't know. I have no idea. How would I know? I was asleep. Yeah, I mean, some websites, especially sort of sharing, file sharing. And when I say file sharing, I mean like iCloud, not dodgy file sharing. Some of those had a bit of a problem for some reason with the leap second. Their servers went down and various things. So... I'm sure if Apple's did, everyone would know about it. So. <laughs> we would, yes, absolutely. Um, something else you might want to know about. Obviously, I didn't. I forgot to talk about it on last week's show, actually, but I got my AirPods. They mm. came the, on the 19th of December, and i got to say, I know there's a story uh, going around at the moment about some people having battery issues, but I literally charged these up on the day I've got them, and I only had to charge them again yesterday. 
That's the first time I've charged them. I've been using them all that time. <laughs> they are. I absolutely love these things. They are the way they're designed. The way they just sit in your ears. Like everyone was going on about, oh, they're going to fall out and whatnot. They don't. Even my old ones used to fall out pretty often. I got to say, but once I like just and you just sort of drop them into your ear. You don't push them in or anything. You just drop them into that ear channel there, uh, and they stay. Uh, the only time I've it's popped out is when I bent down to tie my shoelace, and obviously you're tilting your head forward, so that's a whole another issue. But um, they sound fine. Uh, I don't even notice I'm wearing them, apart from the voices in my head. But you mm-hmm. know, for me, that's kind of tricky to tell apart from you know my normal reality. But uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, the only thing, unfortunately, about them is they're bloody expensive. That's that's the only thing that I can find as a negative. Um, and for me, the best thing about them as well is like when you use them for like a Bluetooth headset to co- have a conversation with someone. Now, the only person here who I've actually called using them is Alex. So, Alex, you can give me your review, kind of, of what how you heard your side of the conversation. Well, I, look, I put this right. I speak to you in your various cars or vans or whatever it is, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world because I can sort of <laughs> hear you in between every other noise going on in the road and you called me and the first thing i said is oh right you're pulled over in the lay-by are you the sound- as i was going down the m1 at 70 miles an hour yeah mm. i could not believe that you were traveling let alone you know it was amazing the noise cancelling and those things well obviously it put your old system to shame but you know i've used should we say more expensive than you get in a van systems and um it's remarkable you know, I'm driving around in a new 50 grand Audi at the moment, and people still have trouble hearing me. And this is like the top of the range Bluetooth kit that they build into these cars. And your earpods were twice the noise cancelling. I mean, fair enough, they're right next to your head, right? The microphone oh, yeah, is inches away. But it wasn't picking up anything else. It was almost like you had a dynamic microphone, and it was only picking up what was, <laughs> you know, one inch from your mouth. But it's obviously not in your mouth, so it can't be a you know dynamic in that sense i was really 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 impressed with how well i could hear what you were saying yeah they are tempting yeah. although like you say the price is incredibly high really for, for you yeah. know for what they are but i'll tell you what the thing i'd be interested to know from you carl as, as the only person i know who owns them now how how does the siri bit work in terms of controlling um you know skipping next track previous track and skipping ads in podcasts in particular <laughs> um see that's that's fine i don't normally skip ahead that often when i'm listening to uh, to to um things um like audio shows and stuff like that i do i have been using it for volume so oh, i do yeah. tap it and say uh siri increase volume to 95 percent, or uh you know 20 percent, or whatever it is depending on what i'm doing mm. and it does respond really well it's strange because i now live in a world of alexa and she will not answer because i've turned her off yeah but everyone um, else has just just gone off <laughs> that's true well if they're listening yes <laughs> um but uh, I'm so used to like having audio feedback now from things. And so I was out the other day, and I double-tapped, and I said, uh, what's the weather tomorrow? And he just went silent. And I thought, oh, okay, what's that about? And then I t- tapped again, and it started playing the music again. And it was, <laughs> when I pulled my phone out, the, display- the information was on my phone. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, ah, oh, because Siri doesn't give me the information yet. It just displays it. It's one of those things it displays. Mm. Have you done what I've done countless times and talked to the wrong one? I wonder why it's not responding. <laughs> I sort of shout, 
and what, well, I can say Siri because that doesn't sell anything off. I shout Siri to that sort of long cylindrical box on my desk and it doesn't move. And I'm like, oh, this stupid thing's not working again. And I'm outside and I'm shouting the A word, the polite one, you know, to my phone or whatever it is. And it's not working. And I get really, really fed up and frustrated. And I remember that I'm talking to the wrong one. Hey, it's lucky. It's lucky it doesn't react how, say, if you called your wife the wrong name. Well, I tell you what, though, if, I, this is a, nothing to do with it. This is the A one, the Amazon version. But you know, when you go onto um, the app, it actually has a list of all the things you've said to it, mm-hmm. and the amount of things I've said to it that I wouldn't want my mother to read is amazing. <laughs> Are you being naughty? Well, no. It, when it gets it wrong after a few it goes, you just you know. Tell it to go away, perhaps. Swear, yeah, that's yeah. weird. But it's quite clever. Did you see that video on YouTube that was uh, going viral in the past week, where a little toddler was talking to the the uh, Alexa and yep. uh, just trying to ask it a basic question, but in baby speak, and it started to ask for clarification about which type of porn he was interested in, and the parents are going, "No, no, 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 shut up, Alexa, well, be quiet." Yeah. <laughs> and I've really tried to say that thing, and it will no, oh, I said too much, but. Uh, no, it's it's. it's Earpods are great, though. Yeah, <laughs> but I would they say are. if you have a an older car or a car with lacking Bluetooth capability, um, you what are they about one hundred and fifty quid? I can't remember. They might be more. Uh, one hundred fifty, six hundred sixty, maybe. You know, if if you do a lot of business from your car driving around, not only because of it's the sensible thing to do, but also you are not going to get fined and points on your license. It's definitely by far the best and better than any wired one I've ever used as well. Because the mm. wired one, just it's the noise cancelling. Forget about the Bluetooth part and the fact it's got no wires. But the noise cancelling is second to none. I've never, ever experienced anything quite as good as that. So, like I say, if, if for 160 quid, that's actually quite cheap for um, a Bluetooth kit for your car, if you like. So uh, mm. that's only, well, worth, that's only one fine's worth, isn't it? Yeah. Have you used some car with multiple bits of Apple gear, like your you know, your iPhone versus your Mac versus your iPad? And if so, how does the how does the switching work? How much do you have to do manually, and how much does it just sense automatically? Well, it's uh, see, I thought I've kind of had mixed results. Sometimes on the iPad, it just switched instantly, mm. like magic, and I thought, oh. <laughs> did you, well, I guess it's because it realises what one's playing. I guess mm. if two are playing, it might have a bit of a problem. The only one that I've had to prompt it to say use the airpods was was my um uh macbook pro that was the only one and i maybe it was just me just being i wanted it to work quickly and maybe i just jumped in a bit too quick it was listed i didn't have to do anything it was listed as part of my possible bluetooth devices yeah um without me doing anything and it you know it does work it works you know with the watch as soon as it'll flick to the watch and stuff like this it's it's really do the bluetooth preferences get sent through iCloud so any device you've got okay I wondered how they all knew but makes sense now and Mm. of course they don't they don't they're not the sort of earphones or earplug pods that block out all external sound so you still can hear the sound around you but um I kind of find that I found that quite good because I've now trying to get you know fit for the new year and stuff I've gone out on my bike and what it means although I don't necessarily do it when I'm on the street as soon as I get over to the park and I get onto the cycle track I can put these in, and I'm still kind of aware of what's going on around me, as long as I don't bump them up to 100%, because that gets quite loud. Um, so, it, and like I say, they are comfortable, and they do stay in, and I love them. I just totally forget. If it weren't for the voices in my head, I totally forget I had them in my ears. <laughs> you getting yeah. any strange looks when people spot them? Not yet. 
Not yet. I mean, most people, you know, I live in North London. Most people walk around like looking at the ground, avoiding eye contact, especially at the moment around here, because apparently there's five little gits who are going around mugging people at the moment around here. I'm just waiting to see. If they either bump into me or one of my mates, that'd be quite interesting. But <laughs> we'll yeah, see. They won't bump they're only young. Twice. Well, they're, they're picking on kids and they're picking on women at the moment, and the old Bill can't catch them, so mm. not good. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just like I mentioned, some people are having a problem with some of their AirPods when it comes to battery. Apparently, someone on Reddit figured out a possible way of fixing this. So if you press and hold the little setup button on the back for at least 15 seconds, and it's very hard to see the little setup button, I could, I could, because I knew there had to be one, because you can use it to sync to things like the Apple TV, because that's not done over iCloud or Android devices and things like this. But, God, that button's hidden well. Anyway, if you hold that in for 15 seconds, uh, the stats light starts flashing amber a few times and it flashes white. Uh, then just reconnect your AirPods to all your devices. Um, and that's it. It should, it might fix the problem. So it's basically just, you know, basically, oh, what's that? Um, turn it off and on again, basically, is what I think it's suggesting. <laughs> it's a posh way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that was one of my, um, Apple related things over the, the Christmas period. And another thing I want to quickly talk about what I, I got is a, I got a Harmony Hub that works with Alexa. So just in case you don't know what Harmony Hub is, is I'm sure everybody knows what Harmony remotes are. They're these flashy little remotes that you can basically put all your other remotes controls into and then just use this one device to control your telly. Your they've they've your, come a long way since they only like, made hairspray, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Harmony? <laughs> Are you the girl with the shining hair? Exactly. If a man you've never met before gives you flowers. That was impulse. Yeah, it was hard. And I hair, say advertising don't work. I remember. Spray, I, I remember bloody impulse. It was impulse. about 1975. I'm doing quite a lot to remember. Yeah, well, okay. Um, yeah, so what this is, it's a little, a little black box that just sits somewhere. Uh, and what you do is it, you plug it in and it goes out and it finds all your internet collect, uh, connected things and it sees if it's got controls for them. If anything's older, like, for example, you just tell it the, the model and the make of that product. So my old amp, I had to tell it was an old Sony one. And then once you got all them, all the, all the controls appear on your phone within the Harmony app. But that's not a good thing, really, because what you can once do, once they're all in there, you can create sequences. So you can create a specific sequence if you want to watch Apple TV or or um, Fire TV and stuff like that. And you can say, like, firstly, turn on TV, turn on AMP, turn on the device, set the TV to HDMI 1, set the AMP to, I don't know, satellite or whatever it's set up for, and 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 go. And then once you've got that sequence in there and you've called it something like turn on Apple TV, you can then send that over to the Alexa. <laughs> so I just now walk into my TV, my room and I can say, Alexa, ask Harmony to turn on Apple TV with lights. And what happens is the TV comes on, the Apple TV comes on, the amp turns to the right channel. Um, the Apple TV wakes up and the hue lights come on into my movie viewing mode. <laughs> It's oh, the brilliant. future. <laughs> I've got a, a Harmony Hub as well because I bought it off of Amazon in a um, a set that included the Harmony One remote control. So it's one of their standard remote controls, but with a colour touchscreen on it, and um, it communicates with the hub over Wi-Fi or, or infrared. And um, yeah, for a long while, I didn't really realise the the advantage of the hub until I realised there was uh, an iOS app to go with it. So now, um, you know, as well as using the the, the Harmony One co- remote control for the activities like watch TV or watch DVD or watch Apple TV. Like you say, you can use the, um, 
the app on, on iOS, which is really handy, especially on the iPad. It's a really sort of well-laid-out app. But the one thing I'm missing, because I haven't got an Amazon Echo, um, I don't believe there's a, an interface yet into uh, Siri, is there, through the no. Apple Home stuff? No, not yet. Yeah, well, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that because that's going to you know, give me the same effect you're seeing with, um, with the Echo, isn't it, but without having to buy an Echo. It'd be quite good to be able to sort of walk out of the house and turn the alarm on by just shouting at it and um, various <laughs> things like that. That would be quite handy. And also well, it'd be quite handy to walk into the house and just shout, you know, such and such, turn off the alarm, shout out, you know, voice recognition or code recognition or something. Well, you can also, with things like Alexa and Siri to a certain extent, you've got the service If That Then This, and yeah. you can set up a little chain to do those sort of things now. Um, and it's, it's, we really get, I mean, I know I'm, I'm a bit nervous about, uh, the fact that these machines are always listening, but they're not, they're not, they are listening, but they're listening for a keyword and nothing actually happens until it hears that keyword. I mean, there's a case in America at the moment where the old bill are trying to get access to, um, an Amazon, uh, an ex, uh, sorry, uh, an Alexa that is in someone's house where someone was murdered and they're trying to get in to see if there's any information on that device. But I don't, you know, I, I can't imagine there is, but obviously Amazon are fighting it just as much as Apple did, mm. uh, with their case last year. But, yeah, but it's uh, the same thing. It's just if you say something, yeah. it then records what no, you no. say after that point. So apparently what it is is in the actual, rather than, the reports that everyone's, you know, writing up in blogs and stuff. If you actually read the actual case file or, or the actual uh, writ or whatever it is they call it, they they want access to Alexa to see because the Alexa was controlling various items within the house to see how much water was used or if so the the, the water thing was turned on via Alexa because uh-huh. there's a few through the um the water logging system there was a lot of water suddenly used and they think it was to wash away all the blood. And the murder victim and that's what they want it for i don't want to hear if alexa heard anyone getting killed or anything like that it's just to see what other things were running at the time yeah you know there there is a you know i suppose uh i mean that's the thing isn't it i mean that well that's it's stored on the alexa it's also stored in that but it's also stored on the web so everything that they're talking about is on a, a website i mean i i check my alexa via um my, the web more than i do via my phone just because I can't see my phone anymore on my eyesight, it's not good enough. So if I want to read stuff from Alexa, like that setup I was trying to do with you the other day for reading books that it doesn't do in the UK yet. No, not UK yet. But, um, you know, you can do it all via, you know, uh, an interface on a browser. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be that hard to work out his password. Well, all the manufacturers of these devices say that, you know, the audio is only monitored uh, locally until the trigger word is heard, and then it well, shares. Was an LG television, wasn't it, or was it a Samsung? Oh, oh Samsung, Samsung, wasn't it? Samsung, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Again. you know, people that are ultra cautious, like the sort of tinfoil hat brigade and so on, that they would. What um, we call them the pole for short. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they don't even trust the, the light next to your webcam, do they? They would still tape over the lens in case the light can can lie or be deceived. And yeah, that's right. And they just look at Carl's. He's got that. Yeah. Uh, no, I put a hat over it. <laughs> hey, if it's good enough for Mark Zuckerberg, it's good enough for me. That's what I'm going to say. It's probably got more to people be more interested in what goes on in his house than the average person, <laughs> I imagine. Maybe. But uh, let's, let's move on not, to... Not that he's naughty. It's just well, he's, no, he's more sure. um, saleable if he says something so, rude to his wife or something. It's more... <laughs> Tweetable. So let's let, let's move on to the meat of this show, shall we? So obviously we started a brand new year. 
the whole 12 months are laid out before us there. We do not know what Apple is going to produce this year. We've probably got some pretty good ideas based on past releases and things like that. But I thought it would be quite fun this time of year just to go through each of their major products and see what we think or what we want Apple to produce this year. Now, I know this is not an original idea because virtually every every other <laughs> podcast I've listened to this week has done exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, but they haven't done it this badly. No, that's true. No. So I want to shut. I want to lower that bar as far as it will go. I want to go we're subterranean. We're limbo in here. We're, we're yeah. limbo. <laughs> Punditry limbo. I want the worms to say, that's a bit low. Anyway. Right then, so what one? What device do you gentlemen want to kick off with? Any favourites? Well, I've only got one thing that I've really got a major thought about. So do you want to start with the iMac? Oh, yeah, let's get... Well, Macs in general. Macs in general. Sure okay, well, the, the main problem... And it's not a problem, but it's just something that came up with your show last week with Missy as well. And it made me think, well, this is something that needs Apple to sort out. And it covers a few things. But, I mean, Missy was saying that she's having real trouble calibrating her screen mm-hmm. on the new iMac. Now... This led me to think about, you know, Apple not making um, a monitor or cinema display or anything like that. And I was just thinking, if this is what I want them to do or like them to do, and I don't think there's a, a hope in hell that they will do it, Apple monitors are pretty. They're quite sharp. They've got a good resolution. And the color pre- reproduction is better than average on a... Um, it's just a consumer-level screen, okay? Now, that's fine for what it is. But anything more, if you want to do, you know, design, photography, etc., for the price you pay for the machine that you use and what these machines are purported to be useful for, the screens simply aren't good enough with color reproduction. Um, and they also, the modern screens, and it has been for quite a few generations, they're too damn shiny. It, the whole, the, yeah, yeah, the two cross. It, it's again. It's this thing I've complained about Apple for a few years. It's their design over actual substance, and it's an issue. And the screens are a really big issue. To make a screen that is proper but properly calibratable, and I mean this is going to annoy some people because you know there's obviously people that are going to argue, but to make a screen that's properly calibratable the first thing it's got to do is have a matte finish okay now it's all very well when you're sitting in your room and you're watching a movie or this that and the other but if you're actually trying to work on an apple screen you've more or less got to work in darkness because any sort of light around you will just bounce off the screen it's one of the one of the worst screens i know for a reflection it's even worse on the um the laptops um I don't, I don't remember it being so bad on the phones, etc., and the pads. But their screens are very, very, very shiny. Far too shiny to be of as useful as they could be, and they are quite uncalibratable. Um, they used to have an issue where they were actually too bright for the calibrators to read them. Now then, and they've also taken out an awful lot of the calibration functionality for the modern screens. There's very little you can actually do built into the Mac. And to be honest, what you could do wasn't very accurate anyway. Um, a lot of the hardware manufacturers have updated the hardware to try and help you do this, you know, with um, what they called the the, uh, the spiders and the monkeys and all the various other strange-sounding gadgets that I've got and a lot of other people have got. But it's not accurate enough, and these screens aren't accurate enough. 
they are okay for what you know your average. Are you just saying you want better screens? It's that, not so much that. It's not just to? better screens, but people say, why aren't Apple making this cinema display? Well, the thing is, to make a proper screen, as in you know the high end components for a, a decent screen, it costs quite a lot of money. Now, if you want to add the Apple tax because it's going to be thinner and have a smarter design, it's going to go astronomical through the roof. So that's why I personally think they haven't made one, because to make one of any quality, because their cinema screens were supposedly a better quality than the screen, the standard screen you got with an iMac. But if they did that, the price to do something that is um, comparable to a pro screen with the Apple tax and the design tax and all the you know, the shiny bits and all the rest of it, it would be absolutely astronomical. That's why I don't think they'll do it, but I wish they would. But if you think about it, if you're a pro and you're using, um, um, you know, an actual Mac Pro, I personally think it's no wonder Apple don't make anything because you're fu- If you are actually a pro, Apple don't make a screen and haven't done even on their iMacs or even their cinema screens that was good enough for a pro and they have, I'm not sure they ever have done. So in that respect, a Mac Pro, go and spend three or four grand on a, you know, dare I say, a proper screen. Um, well, I've, I've, I've heard of people like going off to things like Dell and, and, and things like this. Yeah, but they're, um, they're okay. I mean, Dell, whatever, they're still fairly low end. But, you know, the actual the screens with a proper gamut and the proper calibration and all the rest of it, you know, they're, they're thousands of pounds. Uh, that's, why I was, that's why I was quite shocked when Missy said that because, like, the higher gamut of that P3 chip, uh, P3 display on that new, uh, what, new one, I'm assuming she got the brand new one, the 5K. I'm sure she said. She had the 5K version, which is always kind of confusing me why they've suddenly got out of that market now. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is yeah, last year's stuff. That's but, um, saying, but that's, yeah, that's the, the thing. point. They have, they, yeah. I've always had to be they, a bug about the fact that they've gone so consumer that they've sort of forgotten the high-end market. But true, I but think it just they have forgotten the high-end market because they say, we cannot for anything like a reasonable price with uh you know with the extras we put on it we cannot make a a professional quality screen so we'll make a a funny shiny Um, cylindrical alexa looking box that does all the gubbins and then go and get your own screen because we can't make one at that quality for the price that you want because of it have to be if you look at a professional screen it's a really ugly monster of a screen there are horrible things you really wouldn't want one in your home you know, they're horrible. I always thought there was other people's screens anyway. It's just like within an Apple box. Well, they're not. The, the components. I mean, Apple don't. I mean, Apple don't make any of the components. Do they? they used to be I mean, sharp, sharp panels, didn't they? I think. Yeah, but you know, I think Apple use IPS now, which are you know they are, but they're the bottom of the top of the range screens, the monitors. So I'm just saying, for professional use, they're actually getting further and further away. <laughs> every generation that they create it. And now, personally, I'd like them to look at it, but I don't think... They've gone for the they've gone for the, the high contrast, nice and sharp, great-looking. If you just want sharp-looking dark blacks like you do on a, oh, that's, you know, a that's high-end Samsung television. Exactly. That's Samsung that on the phone, that, definitely. That's sort of what Apple do, and it's overly saturated and, and various things, which so, is fine for the consumer market, but that's so what, what I'd like Apple to do. Well, I had an idea for, for 2017 as far as the IMAX is concerned, because similar thing with the displays, but, um, you know, clearly there will be new IMAX this year, no doubt, and there'll be better processors. <laughs> they they'll, they'll, yeah, there will. There'll be new IMAX. Well, and even in March or April, there, I reckon. And they'll, um, yeah, they'll have higher capacity SSDs and there'll be faster chips and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I reckon 
if they if they're equipped with USB C and um, uh, what do you call it FireWire three and all that sort of stuff. I think there's a good chance they're going to bring back target display mode for those, which has been missing, hasn't it, for the past couple of models. So you know that there's been all this talk about them being out of the display business, and then LG have come in with this new monitor, which they're selling, the 5K ultra-fine monitor, um, which is discounted for a short period of time and so on. But Apple haven't definitively said they're out of the display market. They've been quite equivocal about it, and I wouldn't mind betting that the new iMac range, all of them would be able to be used in, in target display mode, which means, effectively, if you buy one of the potentially new Mac Pros that may, may be released or maybe new Mac Minis or whatever, I bet there's a chance you could buy uh, an iMac and use it just as a screen. Not maybe as a pro, but as a, certainly as a prosumer. Um, maybe for a couple of hundred pound more than a, than a screen anyway, you can have a, you know, an iMac built in. And maybe yeah. even that iMac at the back could be doing other stuff in the background. It could be like your, your media server while the rest of it's being used just as a screen, something like that. Because I think with the, with the USB-C and the FireWire 3 sort of protocols, there's, no, there's certainly plenty of um, bandwidth for that sort of capability. Oh, do, you, do you think they kind of do that joined up thinking anymore now Steve's gone? <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll see. No, because we? it seems to be lacking. I mean, they could just be playing chess and putting pieces on their board, and we can't see the end game. Um, but, you know, the purists in us, the Apple people who want to think Apple is is moving forward and doing new things, that's what we want to think is happening. But yeah. I can understand the other side of the argument where people go, Apple isn't innovating, they're not doing this, they're letting things, uh, you know, rot on the vine, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, part of me wants to think they're putting all these things in place so they can suddenly clear up. <laughs> like lots. Of, so, for example, if it was, we were playing checkers, it would be a lots of hump, huffing coming on at some point. But I've not seen the evidence. I've just seen little bits no. being put here, and and there seems to be a lot of disjointed thinking. And I'm, I'm just wondering. I know everyone goes on about Steve being a tyrant when he was there and stuff like this, but maybe he was. That was the thing that is now missing. Because I've said before, Tim sounds like a lovely lovely man and you know no one's no one's crying about how long tim makes them work on a product so they don't see their family and stuff like that no one is coming out with those stories at least not yet so you know no, but I, I do think it's it's like a um, pricing uh guideline apple, apple, apple don't care about sort of got well they, they do to a certain extent mm. you know if it's consumer it's got to be Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, funny enough, you guys were talking about that book they did, okay? Yeah, but That's the first thing Apple have done, because obviously there's virtually no outlay to that anyway. There's no loss in there. You only print as many as you want. It's not like you have to get the manufacturer six months in advance or anything. It was the first thing I'd say in, in a very long time, other than the silly gold watch, that Apple have actually gone, you know what, it doesn't matter what it costs, we're going to do something of proper quality. I mean, whether you like the book or not, they they cost a fortune to produce yeah, I properly. I make books that cost a thousand pounds each because there's only ten copies of them, and that's what people are paid because they're you know ones off or ten off or whatever. And I think Apple have now got themselves into a situation where they've pushed their pricing. I mean, the price is high. That's you know that, but you pay for quality, and that's not the problem. But they're their quality is good for consumer, but if they want to keep that same sort of price level but go up to real professional level, their prices would be, you know, you think you gawp at some of the prices you see now, you you would, you know, you'd fall over backwards if you saw the price of, you know, a proper 
professional screen if it was made in the same quality and the same amount and etc as apple do so i think they've actually pushed themselves into a bit of a corner with their pricing structure that they can't go professional because it would be offensively expensive an astronomical amount but i've got to move on now because we spent 13 minutes on that one item and i I alone have got 37 other things to get through So anyway, uh, I'll just jump in here, if you don't mind, Alan. So on my Macs, for example, I want an iMac that's fully loaded. In other words, the best graphics you can get, they, they reach out there into the world and get the best graphics they can get from... Who's, who's, who's doing their graphics cards nowadays? It's, NVIDIA, it's not, um, isn't it? Or is it AGI? NVIDIA, yeah. I don't, see, I've, I don't know. They've changed back and forth so often now. I've lost track. Do, uh, uh, KB Lake uh, processors in there. Hopefully, yeah. they've got, got them in time and get them in there. Um all yeah. the stuff I'd like when it comes out, the iMac, to, if it's going <laughs> if it's going to join the MacBook Pro, I'd love a touch bar on top, an option, even <laughs> have the option to have a touch bar on top of this uh, Bluetooth keyboard. The and keyboard, yeah. the one thing I've wanted ever since I got a bloody Bluetooth keyboard from Apple is have it backlit. Please, mm. other companies can do it. Why can't you, Apple? Just I know the charge will run down faster. But well, why don't you know, they just have a separate battery? There's plenty of space. Exactly. Exactly. It's a keyboard. You don't need to make it waffer thin. Well, it's got example. to be of a certain thickness so it can stand off the desk. Otherwise, it's well, a piece of paper. Exactly. But, you know, the, the, they've got the profile of the MacBook Pro keyboard so flat now. I don't want an external keyboard necessarily like that, obviously. But I would like, I'd love to have a backlit keyboard in there. Maybe mm. another thing I'd like to see if maybe. Apple Pencil integration into the Mac. It's not true touchscreen. Um, Mac OS is not written for touchscreen. There's no point just suddenly blonking it on. You'll be running into the same problems that Windows used to have back in the Windows 8 time. Just get um, a light but, pen from the 1980s. It'll be fine. Exactly. Something like that. Just so you could like, attach things. It would be lovely if it folds down just like the uh, Microsoft Surface Studio, for example. But, of course, if they do that, then it's just going to be called their copy in Microsoft. Yeah, stuff. I don't think there's any chance of that at all. No, I don't exactly. think their pride and, would let them go there. It'll fold um, up instead. <laughs> I think they'll be a like Touch to... ID, won't they? I, I reckon I wouldn't oh, mind yes. the Touch ID will be on the actual um, iMac screen itself, on the body itself, not on the keyboard. But on the well, that'd be fine because it's like where the Apple sign is. Yeah, probably that's where. Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle. Because I've got yeah. a feeling there's some sort of extra security layer that involves it being kind of on the same board somehow. You know, not not uh, talking yeah. over a cable or talking over wireless, which is potentially another security uh, vulnerability. Which is why people couldn't understand how initially it got into the MacBook Pro because they said like Intel chips are not secure enough with the secure secure enclave and things like this. Mm. But of course, it's going there and authenticating itself on a little, a little arm chip, yeah. and then it goes out and says, "No, that's fine." So yeah, if they can pull it into the monitor part itself of the iMac, that would be great. I'd like a quad-core Mac Mini, please. You mm. know, for all the people who need these little machines and with a little bit of power behind them. And here's the one thing, one and then get rid of it again. Yeah, that's right. It's all yeah. all dual cores now. But uh, the one thing, please. Please, Apple, on any machine that you are not obsessed with, it is in so micro thin, do not solder the flipping RAM onto the board. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they might well go into full reverse on this in, in say, the Mac Mini, for example. I mean, because the last, the last uh, generation of Mac Minis was the most unexpandable ever, wasn't it? It was really, really yeah. awful. Um, 
I mean, there's, there's no reason why you, you can't easily upgrade the RAM and the SSD or whatever in those things. I think they should go back to that, that kind of philosophy. There was or, a report. Or they lock it down even more and do one of those <laughs> buyback programs that they do with the phones. Yeah. True. I mean, there was a report I remember reading that one of the most common problems of a Mac going wrong is normally dodgy memory being put into it. But then I know that affects the, the, the users who do not know that you can upgrade a machine on your own and you need to take it to a specialist. But still, I mean, most people can work it out. And there's another, there's another story I read as well where App, App, Apple had the stats that hardly anyone puts more RAM in. But I'm sure that is true. I'm sure you'd like 95% of most people do not add more RAM. But mm. I bet they would if you could tell them <laughs> if they knew you could somehow. Yeah. Just um, remember one thing. Dodgy memory is not fatal to the machine. No. It's, it's just, okay to pop it out no. and put in a new one. Yeah. You know, exactly. so it's not really much of an excuse. No, but I'm just saying it's a story that I saw last year. I'm not saying it was an official Apple story. I'm just saying it was a story. I mean, the yeah, only I mean, time so it's throwing Mac- them out the window when you get frustrated, that doesn't help. But, you well, know, that's yeah, not an excuse either. Jumping yeah. up and down on it stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only time this Mac has gone wrong is when I put dodgy memory in it. Uh, but, you know, it was crucial memory, and they took it back and jobs your, you know, bop your uncle. Well, uh, I've, got a, I've got a 2012 Mac Mini that I'm talking on right now, and I've I upgraded the RAM to 16 gigabyte and the, uh, the the hard disk to a one terabyte SSD, and it's brilliant, actually. In fact, to be honest, I don't think I probably need another Mac in the whole of 2017. It's really great. But I, I can well, imagine you know, Apple going the other way. I, I can imagine a new Mac Mini this year, which is even smaller and less expandable than, than any previous, oh, no. maybe even the size of an Apple TV. Or, or, or and consider this. I mean, one day they'll get to the point where you could buy, you know, a magic keyboard with a built-in touch bar and a Mac Mini in there as well. Why not? Mains powered, perhaps. Just like the old, um, do you remember like the Acorn Electron and things like that, where it, was, it just looked like a keyboard, but it was the whole computer. Oh, the days. The Commodore 64 and the Amiga. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, all that specky. My first machine, the ZX81. Oh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, also I'd like um, them to bring up an updated mac pro as well just to keep the you know the professionals mm. happy see, and show I mean, them it's not all over and dead and done and see i was thinking about that and i just i mean this is sort of the problem not only apple but all manufacturers of computer hardware have got i reckon maybe a year ago two years ago maybe processing power etc reached a point where for not only the consumer but the prosumer Basically, once SSDs became cheap enough to put into machines, machines got to the point now that unless you really, really, really want to do something like 4K video editing at speed, there is nothing that all these updates are going to do for not only the average person, but the average pro-consumer person. Yeah. There's nothing. Because they can bring out a new Mac Mini or a new Mac Pro or whatever you are not going to be able to push it any harder than the one you've already got. And this is the problem they've got. The The use case has got to the point where, you know, in the old days, if you bought, uh, you know, a Windows machine, a Windows 95, 98, you could every six months, if you wanted, you could go out and buy the newest one, and you would see a significant increase in usefulness, speed, power, and all the rest of it. You could go and buy a new Mac Pro tomorrow, if they brought it out, and put it 
and use it against your old Mac Pro, unless you were doing something really, really high-end, you would not see any benefit at all. And it's a real problem now for these companies because how do you sell a new machine to somebody that's old machine? Unless you make it obsolete with software, which Apple and some of the others are doing, they're saying, no, you can no longer use you can no longer update this machine. They're building the obsolescence because it's soon going to be about the only way you're going to get the consumer to need to update yeah. their machine. Like 64-bit only was the, the most recent one, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. The, the, yeah, but the human mind doesn't work like that, does it? For example, if you go out and buy a MacBook Pro, a Mac Pro tomorrow, your brain is going, this machine is three years old already. And mm. and you want the latest thing, and that's the problem. They didn't. But they a percentage have gone. do, but not yeah, not I the know, majority. Oh, I I don't know. I think you'll be quite surprised how. In the, and how, honestly, in the old days, you needed a new machine because you were going. I can't take this anymore. You know, it's too slow. It's because, too. It doesn't happen anymore. But because Apple don't change their prices over the lifetime of that machine, it stays the same until the new one comes out. It does still feel. It's still hard to justify paying the same price today. Probably more actually today, for a machine yeah. that's three years old. And they chose to not upgrade that machine. And they chose not to do it for one year, but like two years, I think it was. It's weird, it's just, isn't it? Very it's, weird. It's a thousand days since that machine had an upgrade. And that's I wonder, just I wonder if, it, if it's going to be replaced by um, an iMac Pro. That's, that's the thing yeah, I was maybe. thinking this year. They, they could pull out of the bag and say, now we've got a, you know, a, a Xeon um, massively multi-core version of the iMac, and it's, it's called the iMac Pro. Because but then again, yeah. for professionals, I'm sorry to bang on, the screen isn't good enough. So you'd have to go and buy an expensive second screen anyway to be able to do proper calibrations. Mm. But well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, that, that word professional seems to be very hard to nail down at the moment. And lots of people say they are professionals. Lots of other people saying you're not professional. I'm a professional. There's a lot of that going on. I'm a professional screen moaner. <laughs> I think you take the word screen out of that sentence. Yeah, and it's, well, it's quite true. Still. Uh, Alan, have you got any for the Mac before we move on? Uh, well, you know the MacBook Pro, the new MacBook Pros with the um, the Touch Bar and all that sort of goodness and so on. Uh, my big issue with those is the price. I think it's just like they actually went up in yeah. price, didn't they? They're just so expensive. So I think my I go so far as to say this is a prediction, actually, not just a, a wish. But I think they will reduce the price in 2017 because I can't imagine after the initial spike, I can't imagine the sustained sales rate is going to be enough. And I think they're going to have to reduce the price to generate the sales, uh, as well as you know, upgrading to the, to the latest generation Intel chips. And there were all those rumours as well. You know, there's a lot of controversy about the um, the battery life being a bit inconsistent or even even a bit poor, to be frank, with those machines. And there was this, the rumours that they were aiming to release with um with a new sort of generation battery technology that never got there in the end and they had to release with the old technology instead assuming they, they catch up on that in the next few months i wouldn't mind betting that the there'll be a, a sooner than within one year upgrade to all the macbook pro range with you know better chips better battery technology and reduced price the whole whammy and if so i would be tempted into that market but without all three of those, I, I can't see. I just can't afford one, to be honest. They've they've gone beyond the pale. Two thousand four hundred quid for a basic laptop. Yes. It's like ridiculous. There's lots, there's lots of new technology in there. That's why. And that's what you're paying for. And obviously, just that screen alone is a couple hundred quid. Yeah. Uh, not well, the parts. Intel chips are quite oh, yeah. good on battery, but the um, graphics chips are what destroys your battery now because mm. you know the graphics chip is doing a lot more than it used to as well because now they multi task on all the chips, don't they? 
Mm. The graphics cores are running a lot of the processing that your CPU used to do. So now they need someone like Intel to come in because the graphics chips have never actually, no one's ever really looked at them going, well, actually, they're a massive drain on the power. So mm. maybe that's the next stage, new graphics chips, which, you know, they do have dual graphics, don't they? Ones that don't run as mm. fast and as hard when you don't need them, but they just need to look at the battery consumption on the graphics because I think driving a 5K or a 4K screen must drain the battery so much more than is actually necessary. Yeah. I don't think Apple want to rely on Intel for the graphics chips as well because they're not doing too well at the moment. Well, well somebody needs that's to look into that because I think that's the yeah. major drain. Well, talk on that theme as well, Carl, the other prediction I had for, for Macs this year, you know, um, there's been all that talk about um, whether or not there could ever be a version of Mac OS running on RISC chips, like on the A-series chips. And I was thinking mm -hmm. the perfect machine to, to do that on would be the MacBook, the plain little thin, tiny size of an iPad MacBook. Because people using that machine for ultra portability and, you know, they, they shouldn't be the same sorts of people that are also relying on intel compatibility and running you know virtual machines i don't i think those are two separate kind of circles in the venn diagram so if there was going to be a machine that would be perfect to try a an a-series risk-based version of mac os it would be it would be the macbook and i wouldn't mind betting that sometime this year that's the big news maybe at wwdc you know the next version of the macbook um runs on an a-series risk chip but it still runs pure mac os sierra or whatever well, the next version is they can get away with that. That would be interesting. Um, they might make a bit of enemy out of Intel as well because they'll see the yeah, writing yeah. on the wall. Well, that's that good, point. isn't it? Let's keep the pressure on, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Possibly. Right, so let's move on. I have to speed it up a bit. <laughs> want to keep to a fairly short show right now. Um, so let's move on to the flagship product, the iPhone in 2017. So I'm going to run down my little list that I created here. Um, so firstly, a full screen. Get rid of most of the bezels on it. I don't know what you're going to do with the fingerprint reader and stuff like this because I have no idea how that's going to work. But a full screen, just a slab of glass, all screen would look lovely, I think. Uh, again, come back to the Apple Pencil. Apple Pencil integration, so you can draw and things like this. Not a stylus, the Apple Pencil. I just make a point out they're different things. <laughs> um, the True Tone stuff, which is on the iPad Pro 9.7 version. So as it gets darker, the colouring changes. I know that's no good for artists and things like what you do, Alex, but obviously for the no, rest of us. Phone. It Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Uh, fast charging. If the Pixel can do it, please, can we have it over on Apple as well? Conductive uh, so charging would be nice as well. Conductive charging phone, as well would be nice. Put it next to your watch. But there's also rumours that they, they bought their company uh, a couple of years ago who do over-the-air charging. So as soon as you walk into the room, your phone starts charging magically. Mm. Now, I'm not sure how that works and if we don't all end up microwaving ourselves to death, but <laughs> that sounds like nice. Uh, here's another one. They get a little bit better each time, but more advancement on low-light photography from those cameras mm. uh, would be brilliant. I mean, there's a vast improvement. The last one was a vast improvement over the previous ones. But again, just keep pushing that envelope so we can... Yeah, just to say, every trick that can be done, knowingly be done, has already been done. Yeah. See, before this phone, you had all these different phones, different manufacturers, and they were all doing different tricks to produce the same thing. The last iPhone basically had every trick that everyone had put together in one phone. I'll be amazed if they can improve that much because the sensors are actually right at their limit. 
True. I don't. I don't think we'll see that much of a jump this time. But maybe on the next form factor change. Well, we might get a form factor change this time as well. Obviously, if it's. I wouldn't mind bet we get both because I think there'll be there's a case for there being you know a seven S and a seven S plus with with the standard incremental improvements and maybe things like you know the dual camera system goes down to the the seven S the smaller size. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't mind so. betting knowing Apple that at the very same time they re- they introduced such an incremental uh, release, they also introduced something like the the 10th anniversary iPhone at the same time. And that would be the proper edge to edge OLED screen and a slightly you know, improved and reduced form factor and all, all those good things with all, all the, the true incremental or not incremental, the, the revolutionary steps in some sort of flagship release this year. Well, you know, what I'd want in that respect, you kept going on about incremental, you know, a bit smaller and whatever. Mm. I'll tell you what, because the gubbins inside get smaller because they can shrink it. Let's leave the case the same size, right? Not only put a bigger battery in, but then put a bigger sensor. So it's not, well, I can't remember what it is in millimeters for the camera, an actual physically larger sensor. So you'll get a physically larger lens and then you'll get a better low light. So don't shrink the actual size of the phone anymore. I don't want it any thinner. I don't want anything else. But if you're going to make the gubbins in the inside thinner, use that space for a slightly bigger battery, 10% bigger, and maybe 10 or 20% bigger on the sensors for the cameras. And then I think everyone will be happy. You'll get a better phone. <laughs> No, they won't. In the same size <laughs> well, case. What are you living in? <laughs> oh, well, I like people that aren't going to be happy aren't going to be happy anyway. Who cares about them? But, you know, <laughs> keep the form factor identical. And then, I mean, I know they like to change form factor because they can sell new bits and pieces that go with it. But keep the form factor the same, and that means you could get a bigger battery and a bigger sensor, and then the majority of us will be happy. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, also on my list, uh, audio Siri, as I mentioned earlier. For example, when using the AirPods, I love that information to be fed to me like it is most of the time with Alexa, for example. Um, introduction of also AR. More, localized, more localized Siri as well, I think, is needed. Without oh, you mean stored? So you don't need well, the internet yeah, connection? Locally on the iPhone or locally on the iPad. I know your earphones still have to talk to your device, but do the, does yeah. the device always have to talk to the internet just to do Siri stuff? Uh, surely it doesn't these days. Moment. Yeah. Why can't, yeah. why can't Siri be integrated into other apps? Say your bus app has a Siri functionality. You say, so when's my next bus, bus coming? So Siri doesn't actually have to go off anywhere, but it knows that app is linked to that request inside your phone already. So it doesn't have to go anywhere. It's going to use an app that's already built in by a third party. Yeah. That's what Siri needs, third-party integration so- to the apps you've already got. So they did start that last year with certain genres of apps, and hopefully this year when it comes to WWDC, we'll find out what the next stage of that is as they open it up to more. For example, you still, if you've got a media app, it still doesn't work for you, which is why you can't use Siri with Spotify or Plex or anything like that, for example. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be an addition at WWDC. Um, AR, so they've Tim Cook has said again and again how much he's interested in AR Um artificial artificial reality maybe so so that would be quite nice if they implement that somewhere like you hold your phone it does it to a certain some apps take advantage of it now a lot of the stargazing stuff for example is quite quite mm. fantastic to use um it's i remember back in the old days when you used to get him and the screen would be jerky be like flicking backwards and forwards now it can seem to be quite rock solid but obviously it's yeah. the information there 
that needs. I don't to be think there'll be any augmented reality hardware like people are talking about, like the um, no, you know, the I snap glasses and things like that. There'll be nothing like that. But I do think there'll be a massive improvement, maybe in iOS 11. Uh, in the camera app or maybe the maps app, there'll be lots of augmented reality functionality that depends on, maybe even depends more on the dual camera system for depth yeah. perception and stuff like that. Could be good. Uh, I'm not too bothered about VR. I've, I've watched a lot of videos yeah. over the Christmas period about people having accidents while using VR. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> it's like the old Wii videos when the Wii remote came out and stuff. You see that one of Ronnie O'Sullivan, was it, I think, bending oh, over onto, onto the pool table? <laughs> yeah, he leaned exactly. on the pool table and fell over because the pool table didn't actually exist. That was VR. possibly the funniest thing I'd seen over Christmas. <laughs> VR is great. If It's just like when the Xbox Kinect came out. If you live in America and you live in one of those humongous houses with a humongous living room, yeah. uh, they, it's fine. Right? You're not going to walk into things. We in this country, most of us do not have a household that will loan itself very well to VR unless you're sitting down just moving your head around, and that kind of defeats the object. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Um Number one here, Apple Pay between devices. I'd love oh, that to, would know, be good, wouldn't it? If I owe mm. Alex ten quid, I can just go and we put our phones together, and they mate, and my ten quid goes over to his phone. And then I'd have to wash my phone out with yeah, soap exactly. and water. Exactly. <laughs> and my last one is uh, better traffic updates in the Maps app. Now Maps has come on leaps and bounds since it was released. It's 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 perf- it's perfectly fine now. The only thing it lets it down for me living in London is if I compare it to Waze the traffic reports are just nowhere near, which is ironic because it gets its traffic reports from Waze. It obviously just doesn't get them very fast, you know, fast enough. It's the only way so, Waze can stay in business by not giving yeah, it. Exactly. Well, they're owned by Google. I wish Apple had bought Waze rather than Google, but then that's obviously just the way I look at things. But I still use it. They've kept them independent as far as I can tell. Every now and again, an annoying advert comes up. Uh, when still I'm the stuck best at, app like, by such a long way. Yeah, it's still absolutely blinding. Fantastic. Uh, application now and i think that's it for my iphone <laughs> once this year but the base the main one from that i'd say is is i'd really like to be use apple pay on my phone as if my phone was an extension of any other apple device i was using so once i've linked it to my mac and i want to buy something i love buying things on amazon i think it is where i just put i use apple pay or buying a pizza and i don't have to put anything in i just put my thumb on hungry house or let's eat whichever one it is yeah and pay for it. And I just think, why can't... I mean, I'm not asking it to send the information from one to the other. All I'm asking is for a connection either through Wi-Fi or uh, Bluetooth. Well, my phone is still doing the same thing. It's all built into the phone. It's all secure device. It just then sends a signal saying, I have approved it from this device, and off we go. Mm-hmm. Why the heck can't that be done? Yep. I'm sure it's, it's probably banks at the moment, isn't it? Let's face it. It's probably something to do with banks. It's somebody's fault. Yeah. Somebody needs to make a few more quid. <laughs> uh, Alan, have you got any wants for the iPhone? No, I'm still using the 6S, and I probably will continue to use that throughout this year and beyond, to be honest. So you don't want anything? You don't, you're not using that device again, oh, if it only had Well, you know this. what? I was thinking, my, my iPhone 6S, quite an expensive device, bought brand new, full price from Apple. And basically, it's an overcast player. I just listen to podcasts on it all day. <laughs> So, quite an expensive gadget, really. Oh, yeah, mine, mine's just a Twitter viewer, and, uh, <laughs> and occasionally when I get enough signal, I can make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. God. I use phone mine calls, all... Yeah. Every, I run my life off mine. It's unbelievable. I guess... It's more about do, you than us, though, Carl. No. So I'm, pro- I'm proactive. I'm yeah. reactive. One, I'm something active. No, I'm not active at all. But anyway. Uh, Alex, anything for the iPhone? 
Oh, not really. I, the only thing is today, I was looking at the, the new phones and I was thinking, you know that 4, I think it was the 4, where it had that nice, it was solid black with that silver edge around it, which obviously mm. they messed up on the first version. I think it was the 4 and not the 4S. I'm telling you, you're just holding it wrong, Alex. I just thinking, that's definitely the best looking phone they made. That was all I was thinking today. That was, I that think was, it was the, yeah, on that front as well, I'm talking about predictions for 2017. The the SE, um, the the smaller form factor. I, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's. I wonder if they will update the SE to have like you know iPhone seven guts or something like that. Because it's still a popular seller, isn't it? From all all reports, yes. Yeah, I've seen it's people hard. using it lately, and I've never mm-hmm. noticed it before. It's hard to tell because we because it did. They firstly they did underestimate how popular it was going to be. They didn't make enough. Mm. And they were struggling to catch up, but we have to wait and see. I guess how successful it was because that'll that'll be then it will decide if it gets a one year cycle or a two year cycle. Yeah. So we all, all obviously remember the five C, the plastic phone mm. that had one cycle ever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we I think it was a lot more successful than that one. Well, I think people's objections to that is the amount of money you saved was so minimal. You thought, well, if I'm yeah. going to save. A few quid. I might as well have the the nice looking version of the same phone. It didn't I age think. very well either. The pla- no. that plastic didn't age well at all. It looked nice when it came out initially, but after a few months, it's. But if they'd have made it, you could change the battery or something. If they're going to make it plastic, they might as well given you some convenience to go with it. But no, they didn't do that. They just made a another glue together, unopenable thing made of plastic. It was pointless. <laughs> right then, so let's move on to the iPad. Do you want anyone want to take the iPad? Well, this First. is the thing I'm most excited about. I, I was oh, thinking about this over, the, over recently, recent months. I mean, uh, the, the the device I use most, probably day in, day out, week after week after week, is my iPad. I'm, I must be on it three or four hours a day, I reckon. I've got an iPad Air 2, so I've never actually even owned an iPad Pro. Although, you know, I'm excited about those. So this year, I think for sure, for sure there'll be an iPad Pro 2 range, whatever you want to call it, uh, a 9.7 iPad Air iPad Pro 2 and a, a 12.5, whatever it is. And there's this rumoured 10.5-inch one, isn't there, which is the sweet spot, I think. That's what I'm looking at. It's one that's physically smaller than the big iPad Pro, and yet it's got the same screen resolution as the big iPad Pro, because that's what I really want. I want a, I want all the screen real estate of the big iPad Pro but in a smaller form factor, along with an upgraded iOS 10 or maybe later iOS 11 with better split screen and multitasking and drag and drop and all that sort of stuff and i think to be honest going forward that's going to be my my daily use uh, computing machine i dare say yeah, i could call it my computer because although i use the mac I, I use it less and less as days goes by really and the ipad's become my day-to-day computer hmm. okay so it's, what 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 do you run into what is the problem what sends you back to the mac oh things like um <clears throat> Stuff that's becoming probably redundant over time. I, I administer my um, iTunes library on my Mac, as you have to. Oh, yeah. I've got a huge iTunes library, music, a lot of music. But in the past month, over Christmas, actually, I did subscribe to Apple Music for the first time. So I'm in the early weeks of that, the first few weeks. But I am starting to see <laughs> the benefit of it, and I'm starting to dip less and less and less into my highly curated Apple Music or iTunes library than ever before. So I can see myself being a, a continuing subscriber to Apple Music, so I don't have to worry about my library anymore. I can I can access the world of music for the same sort of 10 quid a month, or maybe it'll become 8 quid a month, I hope, later in the year. Um, and then the stuff that you you know you just can't do today on the iPad, like anything I want to do with um, video editing, it's so much easier on the on the iMac. So things like um, 
um, what do you call it? The Final Cut Pro X. I use that a lot. Um, what's the Rogue Amoeba audio editing thing? Uh, I've forgotten its name. Audio uh, hijack. Audio, audio hijack. Yeah, I do a lot of audio hijack stuff, um, which can only be done on, on the on the Mac. Um, there's a couple of other Mac only. Uh, bits of software but for for everything that's you'd call normal all my email all my twitter all my um web browsing uh, all my newsfeed reading the whole lot is just done on the ipad now and i'm just looking better to looking forward to a, a more powerful more screen res better multitasking um ipad pro and i'll probably invest in a pencil as well when that arrives so i think i'm going to be by the end of 2017 i'm going to be you know 90 percent all in on the ipad i hope anyway Oh, good, good stuff. Well, I hope some you get some of them this year. <laughs> uh, Alex, you got any for the iPad? Anything for the iPad? Uh, I, no, I mean, I only ever turn on my iPad to see if the battery's still <laughs> got any charge on it from yeah. the last time I turned it on three months previously. Um, I'm one of those people that have absolutely zero. I've got what five or six tablets, and I like I say, the only time I turn them on, I think, oh, none of these have been charged for six months. Wow. That's the only oh, my Kindle. I use that. Oh yeah, but that's that's, that's a it. one. Yeah, <laughs> but one you know, I, I, I am it, it absolute waste of time. That's one of those devices that does one thing, but it does it so well that that's why you use it. I mean, mm. oh, I'm really glad it just does one thing. I don't yeah, want exactly. it to do that's, anything that's else. That's all it's there to do. Is and it does it fantastically well. Um, well, my wish list this year. Please unify the entire iPad line because Apple, it's getting crazy. You've got all kinds of different things all over the place now. You've got large ones, small ones. You've got this one hasn't been updated for two years. This one, is, this one was updated six months ago, but it's slightly more better than the one you released uh, nine months previous. And just unify them all. Bring them all up to the same spec, all up to the same edition, all, all level. So the average consumer, when they go in to the Apple store and they say, I want to buy an iPad, they are not suddenly like bombarded with all these stats from the geniuses or the salespeople about what well, this one can do this. It hasn't got that and blah, blah, blah. Just mm. bring them, please, all up to the same level. So I'd love for them to be just two lines, a pro line and then, say, the air line or if they want to call it something mm. else by then. But uh, we don't need I'd the also, word air anymore because they're all going to no, be. It's that. just the iPad, exactly. They don't need. They just need a, iPad a and iPad range. Pro. That's all they need. Yeah, yeah, a regular range and a Pro range. That's it. And bring them all regular up. Regular and the premium, same. just like fuel. Yeah, just like fuel. Um, and also, I'd, I'd like a, a an iPad Pro Mini because I still love the Mini form factor. I still love using my little uh, iPad Mini two. First one with the retina screen, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I still just love that form factor. And I've got an iPhone 7 Plus, and people say, well, if you've got one, you don't need the other. Well, I do. I still prefer, like, reading stuff and prepping for the show all on my little iPad mini. It's so small. It's so it's just there. It's just everything's there, and I love it. It's just no matter what they do this year, if the iPad mini survives after probably some sort of announcement in March, I'll be getting the latest iPad Mini, whatever if they do. <laughs> please update it. Please update it. I think it'll um, survive. I just I don't think it'll be a pro though. I think it'll just be no, well the latest Air specs, but in the smaller size. But okay, well let me use the pencil with it then. They'll <laughs> follow the MacBook range, won't they? They'll have the. It'll be like the very small one will be the MacBook version, and then you'll have the bigger ones, which will be the Pro versions. Yeah, all I'm saying is, think if they can just 
I know it's hard, probably might be hard from, from a manufacturing point of view, but just all come out together rather than this sort of staggered release because, you know, you don't get the iPhone, well, you do now with the SE, you don't normally get the iPhone staggered. So, but the whole iPad range is all mm. over the place and they are obviously pushing for the iPad to replace the Mac for most people. Yeah. So if they can get some sort of, you know, that whole line unified in some way, I think it'll be much better to present it and people to work out exactly what they want. If they want a small one, a medium one, or a huge stinking one, um, it'd be a lot easier for them. And, all, you know, the peripherals work across everything, the keyboards, stuff like this. And now here's the thing. If we want the iPad Pro to be taken seriously, we might have to swallow it, take out the Lightning port, and put in a USB-C port. <laughs> Controversial? I don't know. Do I care? Not a lot. No, of course you don't care. You don't bleed and use it. Exactly. You said the I'm word controversial. To, I was thinking... I'm talking to Alan. All the, who's all the things you said to me in the last year, that's probably the least controversial. <laughs> well, Alan, we, what, what would you think about that? Well, that? I don't think... We went through the 30-pin uh, adapter to the Lightning without too much fuss, didn't we? I've still got some adapters hanging around here. I've still got an iPad 1, actually, with a 30-pin adapter and a few um, ad- yeah, adapters to go with that. So I don't think that would be a, the, the biggest deal. But I just wonder if, I, if Apple would give up the the lightning cable on their flagship uh, ios device i'm not sure they would not sure well, what the maybe not this be. time mm. maybe not this time but the writing's got to be on the wall hasn't it so sure because if they want the ipad to be a serious contender to the mac then people need to be able to plug mm. things into it and like no that's true yeah like well, coupled with drives. that what they what we haven't seen yet even with iOS 10, we haven't seen an iPad version of iOS 10 yet, have we? And no. there's a good chance that might happen in January or maybe maybe March, but potentially even January. That's a so, so... Uh, I've got so much anticipation for that. I hope they improve things like um, the file system, basically. We need more file system access to make it like a proper computer and the, the ability to do things like, you know, select multiple files not just one file at a time through the share sheets and so on it's such a hassle yes. and then waiting for it to sync over iCloud that's something yeah yeah, yeah. Come on, just sync you're connected sync please yeah. get that little circle going around why are you not going mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll go away make a cup of tea come back and he's done you think <laughs> uh, 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 what that happened there are things like the only images I ever have that sync are the ones that I don't want <laughs> well, if I'm sitting there I go actually right I need this now and then nothing happens. And there's nothing you can do to force it. No. You just look at it. But if it's something I'm really not interested in, the moment I press it, <laughs> it turns up on every device. And I've no idea why. That wasn't me in that photo, is what you say to your wife. That's I don't right. know who that was. I wonder how far we are away now as well from having things like Xcode appear for the iPad Pro. Because that would be a real kind of nail in the coffin of the uh, the iPad well, line, wouldn't it? If they started to support iOS development on the iOS devices themselves. It can't be that far yeah, I mean, away. I mean, we had Swift Playgrounds last year. That's right. So it is. they are obviously trying to move more of the market over to iPad, and it's still the biggest selling tablet out there, as far as I'm aware. So, I mean, a lot of people still hang on to old ones because they work so well for so long, <laughs> unless you drop it or something silly. Yeah. But, but again, um, I mean, if you're only using it to look at websites and do the odd bit of spreadsheet but you, but you and don't send have it on to, email, why do you need a new one? No, you don't. That's what I'm saying. That's how... The original ones, that's all you could do, but they've moved on now to such an extent. No, I agree, can... but I'd still say for the majority of people, that's all they ever oh, wanted yeah. to do anyway. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But it also, that's why there should be a, like, a low-end iPad, like a non-pro line is what I'm saying. So so you can get consumers who just want to consume, and then you get the pro guys who want to 
actually produce stuff on on the thing. Is that what pro uh, means now? That's no, it mean. does. It doesn't no, mean it doesn't professional. Mean it means produce. It, means, it can mean whatever you want it to. That's the beauty of using it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you can edit video and stuff on it, but it's a bit it's a bit hard. It's not very intuitive. It's a bit all over the place. Things are hidden, obviously, because you need the real estate of the screen. Mm. But uh, it is doable. It's just not. You can't fine grain it anywhere anywhere near what you can do on final cut pro on the mac or even uh, iMovie on the mac unfortunately but maybe at some point who knows who knows uh let's move on to apple watch hmm. do you want me to reel off my apple watch once yeah you're very it. greedy aren't you it's one 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 with you nothing that else is. Oh, wait, it's a new year i want i want i want everything all to me so uh new apple watch maybe this year Possibly a round face option. I don't think they'll do it, but there was uh, that report. Just to match your own, eh? I'm looking. Yeah, absolutely. My tubby face. (laughs) Uh, A few apps are missing from the uh, current uh, watch OS. Uh, Podcasting app would be nice on there, for example. I can't listen to podcasts when I go out for a run or walk. (laughs) Sorry. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard. I I do my runs. Alan, you've seen me. You get the report. I have. I've seen the evidence. Blimey. I was well impressed. Does it give you an average speed? No. <laughs> I've just started. Give me a between chance. Between each park bench and a five-minute rest for a cigarette. Yeah, that's really good. No, between the pub, the offy. Pub, offy. Offy, pub. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have a motivation, haven't you? Yeah, it's like a relay thing going on. It's fantastic. Um, obviously, custom faces, That's a. I still consider that low-hanging fruit. I don't know if Apple actually will allow it, but at some point, custom faces would be nice. Uh, a time that's always on. A lot of people have been asking for this. It could be just a low a low-powered little light in there with just like, I mean, we had digital watches back in the 70s, for God's sake. Oh, well, those, uh, those lights always on digital watches now, the original ones, are so expensive. Are they? I went to buy, a, you know, an original one, not a modern-day knockoff. No. It was like 400 quid or something. Wow. Oh, should I get and on? I remember you used to get them in the petrol station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to press the button as well. Yeah, but no, get... these were always on as yeah. well. But the button, were, uh, I had an orange, it was a brown watch with an orange face and it was my pride and then it just sort of blew up. <laughs> uh, maybe make it the uh, slimmer. I don't think they will change the form factor just yet because yeah. I think a lot of people have spent a lot of money on these straps and they're going to be most annoyed if their straps don't suddenly fit. The straps could be universal to anything. Because if you yeah, look but... at a normal watch, whatever shape it is, you have arms that come out to grab a strap of that shape. So True, but, you could keep the straps on a new form factor. Well, maybe if they produce different lugs and things like this, if they do change the, the whole lug system, that is, of course. Who knows if they're going to do that, but probably It looks not. nice enough as it is. It doesn't need to be slimmer right now, I don't think. You're better off using yeah. the space for battery, whether that's now, to make it last three days or whether it's to be able to keep the time always on. Either of those would be uh, side effect of having battery. You don't hear many complaints about the battery life, which always surprises me, but you don't the, hear um, many. What happened, so what happened a little while ago is there was an update pushed, and I do not know what they did with the battery settings, but something changed overnight. So it used to, I used to finish the day, stick it on the charger, and it would be about 20, between 15, 10 and 20% of charge left, and it would charge up overnight, obviously. Well, it doesn't. It charges up a bit an hour later, but hmm. I'd leave it overnight. Now I finish my day and I've gone the whole day. I wake up at five o'clock, strap it to my wrist, go out, do all my things, uh, go out and do the, um, uh, like listen to music while I'm out walking. And pretend stuff like to that. run. Yep. Pretend to watch up. So, 
And then I finish the day, I come back in, and uh, I stick it on the uh, charger, and it's used like 20%. It's <laughs> insane. I have no idea what they did. And there's a rumor as well going around. So this is a rumor from, on this particular one, this is from Colton Mack, who have a report according to DigiTimes, who have a report basically from China's Economic Daily News. Doesn't that a sound man, a bit like China? A person close to the story. Yeah. Doesn't that sound a bit like... He tells two friends, and they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. <laughs> I don't know. It just made me think of that for some reason. But uh, yeah, so the new Watch 3 is apparently going to have even better battery life. Mm. But so good. So the only, the only thing I think of, if they want more battery life in there than is already there, it means they're going to do some big improvements elsewhere on that watch. You've be not careful, just- not you. They've got to be careful because they've introduced a piece of hardware that the benchmark is you charge it every day, two days at best, right? Yeah. If they then start making something that does actually then work for, say, up to a week, the moment they're only working for three days, people are going to start screaming and up in arms. They're mm. better off making it. Whatever you do, you've got to charge it at least every two days, even if it, you know, fakes the battery going down yeah. or something. Because That's if what- they push the boundaries too far, they're going to make a rod for their own back. If people are, are – the trouble is with phones – our first, I mean, not those great big bricks, but our first regular Nokia phones lasted about a year and a half on one charge. And that's why we're like, hold on a minute, why have I got to charge it every day? Yeah. But if you've started off with the idea, idea of charging it every day, then people are used to that. You don't have to worry. Especially with things like nightstand mode, which they made into a feature, which is really good, isn't it? So I, I don't mind mine charging overnight because it's also my alarm clock and my nightstand clock whenever i tap it in the middle of the night it's brilliant i think charging every night is a good habit to get into so i i firmly believe that if they if they improve the battery life of watch three then it's going to be uh, in support of always on time displays not to do with lasting two or three or four days it's going to be about still last one day but y- your face can be alive all day well Ooh. they could add to some sort of uh, kinetic charging Mm. just to support a very, very, very limited process of, say, keeping the screen on. So it's actually a separate circuit that just does the time, but that could be done on a kinetic gyroscopic battery or something. Mm. So that would have nothing to do with the rest of the battery. So if your phone did go dead, you could still shake it about a bit and get the time. Mm. And and my last one, I don't think they're going to do this, but just like when you buy the Kindle 3G, you sort of buy it for life. There's no contract. With the just, data. It's just got yeah. the chip in there. And, and I'm thinking they could do something like that maybe for the next iteration of the watch where it's not it's not full 3G or 4G or anything like that. It basically just allows you to accept messages coming in and going out again or, you know, emails. It's not for, like, calls and stuff. like. Well, you know, who knows. But because cause it's mainly text. Um, it's nothing, is it, the data? The data, yeah. The data, the bandwidth caps, uh, costs and stuff would be a lot lower. Just like when you use Kindle, you can like download a book and it you know it's taken care of in the initial price rather yeah. than a monthly basis that's key isn't it because no one's going to want to buy an extra sim or add an extra sim no. to their their plan or whatever so exactly. it's going to have to be free in effect but it only has to run at 2g power as well yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. tiny little data packets it doesn't yeah. have to be real time either so it could check you could wake up every once a minute, for example, or something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, well, you 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 set your watch, not your watch, your phone, and if it's a a fetch notification, that's fifteen minutes anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
So I just I think if that's a possible if that's a possibility that might I don't think it will, but that's just one of my wishes. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. I just Utopia, don't want it to... you Utopia, you want it all, you want it all. <laughs> uh, anything to add, Alan? Because I know you uh, you like the watch as well. So. I do. Uh, I think the problem Apple have got with the watch is similar to the one they've got with the iPad, which is that every every example they've released so far is just too good for its own good in a way. Because I've still got a Series Zero. Apple Watch and it's running WatchOS three and it's fantastic. I, I, I don't, I can't really think of anything else I need it to do. It's brilliant. So even if Watch three had better battery life and even three G connection connectivity or whatever, I don't think it's necessarily a motivation for me to buy one. I could see me running this thing for another year or two yet. So just like the iPads, they don't, they don't wear out. They don't become obsolete. No, and they are hardy as well. I, I, I did. I smacked my wrist against the van door the other day, and I thought, "Oh no!" And it was that moment where I slowly turned to look to see if it had survived the impact. Not a blemish anywhere on it. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> Can I, I tell you a quick anecdote about why having wired headphones is a good thing? Okay. The other day I got on a bus, which you know sometimes I have to. And I had my, I had my phone, I had my earphones in, and I slipped my phone into my inside pocket and listening away to something, Hancock or something, and I get off the bus. And then after about 10 yards, I'm thinking, what is that hitting me on the legs? Anyway, so I undone my long coat and I noticed I'd actually missed my pocket with my phone. Oh. It slipped down inside my coat. It was, but it was, my earphones were still in, attached to my phone. I was walking along, kicking it like a pendulum. Wow. And it had stayed in, and it stayed in my ears, and it hadn't unplugged itself, and I looked down and nearly had a heart attack at the time. I sort of picked up my phone, and I went, what the hell, the yachts are that, eh? <laughs> so if I, had, if I had Bluetooth, I wouldn't have known that I'd dropped my phone until I'd probably got off the bus and been out of range to go, hold on, why, is that, why, what, why have I lost the music? And then my phone had gone off on the bus somewhere. Yeah. So there's a really good reason for wearing headphones which have got wires on it. So your, if you had your Air, AirPods or whatever it was, you'd have also lost your phone. Do you also well, wear mittens with a string connected through you? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And your key on a string as well, and everything yeah. on a string. So my glasses. My <laughs> Those wellies you bought are going to need a bigger string, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it was, it, was a mo- it was a scary moment, but I actually got away with that one, which I was quite amazed. I was more, more amazed that it hadn't unplugged from the phone. Yeah. yeah. Not, so, that's just, or that's pulled out Because it's, so it's so light now. But if that was on a, what's it called, a lightning cable, it would have probably flown off. But. <laughs> I don't know. They're going there quite solidly. So. No, no, not now. I've got to get a new one fit to my phone. It's gone funny. Yeah. Uh, a last last product, Apple TV. So pretty, pretty. This proper, is probably the proper, proper, proper universal search. Every application you have on there should have some sort of XML file that it produces and Siri and the built-in search on that device should be able to read the XML file doesn't matter what your own music your own programs your own movies no matter what it is all it needs to know is you know i've got loads of music as well that through various programs uh, apps on there i've got file servers that go onto my nas on there and everything why can't it just have an xml file saying if i say this word it's there done deal if if you've labeled it up wrong that's your own problem as well exactly exactly yeah it will make you want to label it up correctly yeah yeah Exactly. That makes That's sense. all it needs. Well, it does. I, I, I think you're obviously being no, well, yeah, because you're, you're a moaning, whinging little sod. But for me, that's Hot all it kettle needs. black, sir. <laughs> I'm getting some revenge. Sorry, Alan. But, yeah, the Apple TV, uh, I, I love the Apple TV 4. Um, but the biggest 
disappointment with it was the remote control, the Johnny Ive-inspired, mm. perfectly symmetrical, black, monolith slab remote control, which is like such a triumph of, you know, form over usability. It's just, it's just an embarrassment, really. I think it's one of these examples of how Johnny Ive has got too much power in the company at, at the moment. It, it should never have been released in that form. So I hope... I hope they kind of see the error of their ways and backtrack on that. And in, in any future 4K Apple TV that may get released this year, that they also redesign that remote to be just just basically more usable. It doesn't have to be symmetrical. It doesn't have to look so inscrutable. Uh, you should know it by feeling it in a dark room. You know, where is the volume control? Where is <laughs> the, the back that control? Is true, that you know. Well, I don't, I don't want to toot my own home, but... All I have to do on my one is say, Alexa, can you ask Harmony to pause, please? The main problem with the Apple remote is finding the blooming thing. Yes, this is true. Uh, this is why I spent a few quid on that little plastic carrier thing that Matt recommended on a show many, many months ago. And ever since then, I've never picked it up the wrong way. I've never mm. lost it because it's bright blue. Do you, and, do you uh, find ooh. that the, the thumb yeah. thing, you know, the, the thumb slidey thing sometimes isn't reacting right and, and it's yes. a bit... Yeah, but it's, it's normally um, a connection thing. Sometimes it's low in battery and you just charge it up for a few minutes, it works again. But also sometimes something's stuck it, like, I don't know, a piece of jam or something has got in there and it's Oh, stuck I must down. remember not to eat it, play with it while I'm making my toast exactly. in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my, my wants for the Apple TV, 4K. Now I've got a 4K telly. Yeah, you're damn right I want 4K. I want 8K because one day I might get an 8K telly. That one. Uh, also HDR. If they're going to do 4K, let's put HDR in there as well because it's, it's yeah. lovely. Uh, and my other thing, I don't think they'll do this, is give me a little port on the back of it so I can stick in an external hard drive and download all my iTunes movies that I'm buying on the ridiculous movie of the week thing because it comes out for $3.99, $4.99, whatever. Do you know what I think it needs? And I'm not even being facetious. It needs a USB port so you can actually charge your remote or a, a lightning port. Well, it needs USB so you can actually charge your remote from the damn box itself. <laughs> I do, can you do that? I don't know. There's I don't a port think it's got. It, it? I don't think it's got a USB port, is it? It's got some. No, it's got a. It's got HDMI and it's got something else. It might have one. And it's got a LAN cable. I could lean over and grab one and have a look. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's so. That's it. Oh, my one more thing for next year, which I don't think I know is not going to happen. But like Apple, Google, or Amazon, someone to buy the Premier League and take it away from Sky. <laughs> oh, yes, hallelujah. Just I someone. If I were just to close down a Premier League, it would be so much easier. <laughs> that, that's the alternative. But no, I just don't think, you know, I, I'm sick of Sky lording it I over. I want someone to buy my football club, so we're not going to go out of the league this year. Yes. I get my internet through BT, so as a consequence, I get BT Sport 1 free on iOS devices. You, you can't get it you know, on your on your telly box, as it were, but you can get it on your iPad or your iPhone, no problem. And of course, with AirPlay, it's easy to get, get Champions League, don't you? Yeah, get yeah, all the Champions League. Oh, that's on BT Sport 2. They like to charge. Yeah, of course it is. We're not going to give you that for free. But Premier League, they get one or sometimes two matches a week on uh, on that for free. So that's a real bonus of having the, the BT internet. So mm. I remember the days where you just went and watched football. No, I don't want to go with the oiks. Like, I might meet you you there. So that's no well, good. No, it's only me and four other people to go down here. <laughs> <laughs> you wave at each other from across the stadium. Yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> Hello, are you an away supporter? We haven't seen you before. <laughs> right, the last last area then is accessories, other things that are not main stuff for Apple. Mine, again, uh, an Apple Pencil, maybe with a little button on it so it can have an alternative 
function like erase. I think that's what the Microsoft Pen has got, for example. Mm. I think off the top of my head, but that'd be quite nice. Black AirPods as well. We've got the white ones now. They're not, they can't produce them fast enough, granted, but the obviousness of having white AirPods in is quite obvious. Maybe some different color options would be nice further down the, the channel. Various skin tones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just like emojis. Yeah. But uh, obviously I said keyboard with a touch bar and backlit. That would be nice if they can produce that. Uh, here's one. Storage. Every time I buy a new Apple device, I get another five gig of free storage. Yeah. Doesn't all get lumped together into one lot of five. So if I've got 20 devices, even though I haven't, if I've got 20 devices, I still haven't got the same as one person that's got five gig. It's ridiculous. Come and they on, should Apple. make family sharing on those blooming storage accounts as well. Yes. Accounts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's actually quite They're being so mean, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. Five gig for free, it's ridiculous. You can't even back up a single iPhone these days in five gig. I mean, like. I know it's not a lot of money. I mean, I think I pay... I've got about four, four accounts on them, and I think two of them only pay 79p. But mm. it's not about that. It's about the inconvenience of having to have four different accounts. Well, can I just have one family account for three quid yeah, or two quid? I don't care together. what it is. One family and, account, that'll do. Thank you. And the other thing is, when you back up your device, that doesn't count against your five gig either. Mm. So you have that as backup. You can't use it for anything else, just purely backing up your phone, but then you also have five exactly. gig minimum. It should be just so. the purchase price of your device buys you backup for that device, shouldn't it? Yes. No questions asked. Simple as that. Lifetime. It doesn't matter. Like yeah, exactly. Of warranty. Uh, what else have we got also, on here? I, I, the is, they're damaging their brand, aren't they? Because everybody that, yeah. that comes up against that problem sees that alert virtually every day. You know, this iPhone hasn't been backed up. You know, I've run out of iCloud storage. People say, what does that mean? I'm a bit worried. Why are they tarnishing their brand with such a silly message over cheap, cheap storage? Indeed. So last three things. Uh, Apple's answer to Alexa would be nice, since mm, I'm more deeply oh, no, I can't take any more boxes. No, no more. <laughs> no, exactly. There's, do you see, there's so many released at CES this year, not from like from various little small companies as well as big companies. I'm thinking, my God, what? now we're getting into this diversified field. Yeah, they have of, a lot. They reckon they've got different personalities depending yeah. on who's talking to it. And I'm thinking, oh, no, no, come on, Amazon. Even, even, also, like, if Amazon can update their software so it's not so hard to, to learn skills or learn to remember what you have to say to get skills oh, to work, would be nice. But, um, that's not Apple stuff. No, uh, I wish Apple, they'd, they'd find one product between Amazon, Google, and Apple, and Microsoft. <laughs> no matter what it is, one product, one service, one anything, and just all go together on that one thing. I don't care if it's free, if it costs, it doesn't matter what, right? And I just want to see how that works because I think, you know, say like Alexa. Alexa would be brilliant if it worked with Siri, if it worked with Google, whatever yeah. it's called. And, mm. and it'd be brilliant. Okay, and they've all gone their own way. Just one product that's going to be their gift to the world, right, that we're all going to be going, that's the answer. That's what we all need. You know, um, just, I don't know. Like USB-C, they've all got together eventually and agreed on that. Just one product, and we can have one box. And it can have all. an Apple logo, a Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. Don't care whose logo it's on. And we all share that same space and facility, some communication tool. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> you live in a, you're, a, you're a communist, Alex. Utopian <laughs> society, yeah. I'm a communist. Uh, yeah. uh, last thing, if Apple money. would be. Last thing, Apple Monitor, you mentioned at the start, I'd like to them get back into their producing the monitor just so they can have so one. So you can spend more and money than you need on something that's not exactly. that good. 
And the last one, they're Apple's answer to the Wi-Fi mesh. Since they've got done away, supposedly, it's only a rumor still, with their air, airports and stuff like this. If they can come out, the Wi-Fi mesh seems to be the in thing. We'll always come to the moment. doing now, isn't it? Yeah. So um, lots of companies are getting into it. So it does. it's a nice idea. It's a wonderful idea, one setup, easy to do. They all configure off each other, and you just come mm-hmm. into the house. If you've got a dead spot, you just add another box, and dead spot goes away. It'd be, yeah. be lovely. I tell you what, that recent update they did to their airports, you know, the Airport Extreme and all those other devices, that's worked miracles in my house. Because I was getting, every couple of days, I would get my NASes would go offline and my iTunes library would get confused and I'd get, you know, this this Mac is um, on a duplicate IP address, all these error messages every couple of days. And since those updates, they've all disappeared. It's it's been glitch-free for about two weeks now. So they fixed, I think, some major problems with that update. And at the same time that they discontinued the line. <laughs> exactly. And, and he got the highest rating. He's got the highest yeah. rating for the most yeah, desired yeah. Wi-Fi uh, router, router, whatever you call it. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Right then, I think that's pretty much it. If you if you guys out there listening would like to chime in on what you think Apple will produce in 2017, then just drop us an email. I'll, I'll read some of them out on the next show if I get if I get some through. Notice uh, nobody said a car. <laughs> a car? No, I think that's a that's gone. Let's see how it goes. But uh, so let's move on to some uh, reviews. We've lo- had some reviews this week. Lovely people out there send us reviews in is this one i missed actually this one is from owen gl 2003 all the way from japan it's a sent on november 29th and i totally missed it uh apple watching the apple watch i think that was the title of the one he sent it on five stars this show is still here question mark uh yeah good stuff mildly amusing banter mildly amusing banter about mac and tech and so forth download and listen Thank you very much for that, Owen. Um, our second review, this is from Vince Unlimited. Now, this is very, very long. I'm going to have to tell some of this review, otherwise I'll still be reading about 20 minutes. Read every third like, word. That'll be fun. Yes, it. Uh, but this is from uh, Vince Unlimited, as I say. It says, following the Apple curve, five stars. Uh, the Mac and Full Show is back, and Cole continues to entertain and inform <laughs> on a trance of Apple-related stories and products releases product releases i have enjoyed carl's work from his early beginnings <laughs> and like other apple related podcasts which have run their course for me carl's work still seems to strike the right balance uh carl speaks on his subject matter in a way that is entirely relatable to the listener despite having done this for a while carl retains the real spirit of a british podcast using humor and sarcasm where needed and keeping down to earth not that production values ever drop below a professional level sound is well controlled editing is mostly seamless and sound effects are appropriately applied thank you very much for that vince i know you wrote a bit more but it's a i'm gonna have to cut it short there because we are running at one hour 30 at the moment that's a bit much i think the most Uh, appropriate part of that is he um sometimes i'm talking about the uh, ideal length being 45 minutes yes (laughs) (laughs) so on the show he uh the review he wrote that to the show runs for an hour and a half probably about hour 40 by the time we finish but uh yeah thank you very much for that vince and owen greatly appreciated if you want to send us a review please just head on over to itunes search out mac and forth there hit submit a review and tap some keys and share your thoughts with us we'd love to hear from them from from you i should say sorry uh what else if another way to support the show is obviously through patreon if you want to head over to patreon uh the link is on our main website at macandforth.com hit the patreon link there uh just support the show now alex Thank you very much for completely supporting the show last month. That was greatly appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so this week we're now basically funded purely from Patreon subscribers. So uh, we're up to about 
17, 19 quid. Uh, I need 60 quid to completely cut $50, $60, one or the other, to completely cover the costs of producing this show every month. So if you want to give us a few dollars over there, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I think the way Patreon works is they take your initial donation straight away, and then at the first the first day of each new month, they take it again if you haven't unsubscribed by then. So if you want to head over to Patreon and share any love with us that you want to share, that would be greatly appreciated as well. I think that's pretty much it for this show. Everyone got their 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 rants out for the, what they wanted to see in 2017, or what we want to see in 2017, I should say. All I yeah. wanted them is to fix the screen. Yeah, exactly. But you took 13 minutes saying that. Well, I was actually trying to help Missy, really. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much it. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at Mac and Forth. If you want to send us an email, like I said earlier, to tell us your predictions that you think Apple are going to do in 2017, send us a, a mail to uh, Mac and Forth at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So all that's left is where can we get in touch with you lovely gentlemen out there? So, Alex, where can we get in touch with you, sir? You think I don't know what I'm called, do you? No, I guarantee. I can bring it off of my screen right now. It says Alex at Very British Life. There you go. I've got loads of accounts. I didn't realise that. I know you got too many accounts, sir. Too many. I've got one that I didn't even know I had. So you want to follow Alex and hear his little rants throughout the day? <laughs> Just head on over to that Twitter account. Yeah, that have you done much ranting today? I, I am. Watch. I haven't had a look. Yeah, you don't even read anything. All right. No, what do you care? It's true. I only copy you into the ones that I'm personally insulting you with. Oh, that's right. They're the ones I ignore, so that's fine. <laughs> and also, Alan, thank you very much for joining us again, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, Storm Gorelli on Twitter. Good stuff. Uh, my name's uh, Carl Madden. You can hold me on Twitter, if you so wish, at Claw0101. And that's pretty much it for this show. So welcome to 2017. Hopefully, if 2016 wasn't a good year for you, hopefully 2017 will be much better. So but if it was good time, for you... I hope it's rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. Cheerio. Bye.